Okay, so I want to talk about um, women, like we like to have lunch or dinner with our girlfriends. And so we meet up, it's it's usually just a one-on-one interaction, and this happens all the time, and I hear stories of this happening all the time. And, you know, you sit down, you have a coffee, or you have dinner, and usually... And we all have this friend. They start talking about something that happened to them. Oh my gosh, you know, my boyfriend, we broke up and this happened and this happened. And they take you on this mental journey and an emotional journey of what has happened to them. And with some people they use this as a way to rope you in it's a manipulative tactic they play the victim and you as the other person are like oh my gosh what happened and this is usually over coffee or tea or lunch and it's girlfriends. We, you know, I used to think of it as like girlfriends bonding or girlfriend time. And, but sometimes what happens is, and I want people to pay attention to this, women in particular, the other person will use this as an opportunity, especially if you're a good listener and you care and you're an empath or you, you know you you are an open-minded person or you're just a genuine friend the other person sometimes will take this as an opportunity and I pay attention to this pay attention to these signs they will start sharing a story and this is what happened to me and oh my god and it's usually quite d- dramatic and and you all of a sudden start feeling anxiety and like, oh my gosh, what happened? Are you okay? And then what happened? And you start getting sucked into this. You feel bonded to this person because they shared this story. And when this happens... There becomes a dependence, like an emotional dependence on this person. There's like a connection that happens. um, But there's also this, it's called trauma bonding. And this person kind of ropes you in. They share their story. um, You get, you know, involved with them psychologically and then physiologically you become addicted to this type of person and over time this person starts feeling like a drug you know you're not addicted to drugs but you become addicted to this person And when you're with someone that you have formed an emotional dependence on, and this person has set you up, this isn't you necessarily, 
You just didn't see it coming. You didn't see the signs. This other person set you up emotionally and they do this to other people. And you're never sure if they're going to be kind to you or indifferent to you or cruel. There becomes an actual high that's experienced when they are in a good mood and treating you kindly. Okay? This is because when you're treated poorly by the same friend or person in your life, your body experiences stress, confusion, sometimes pain, and fear. When the same person suddenly starts showing you kindness and safety, the relief feels euphoric. Then, after a while, they don't even have to do anything special. They can just smile at you, laugh, or a little hug that will put you on cloud nine. You may experience a strange awareness of a very serious pain, of worry, anxiety, stress. Um, You'll think... You know, why was I so upset? You know, why was I so upset earlier? What's happening? Like, it becomes this emotional roller coaster that you're on. And this person has slowly over time created this scenario with you. It's called trauma bonding. And it starts out very slowly. It starts out with a friend or someone you're dating. You don't even see the signs. And over time, it becomes this roller coaster of emotions. You're up and down, back and forth. And it's this hot and cold cycle of attention followed by neglect or kindness, followed by just malice. It creates a trauma bond. And your brain oscillates between pumping out oxytocin and cortisol. Oxytocin is the bonding hormone. Cortisol is a stress hormone. And this intensity and instability of this chemical cocktail creates like a hurricane inside of your brain and inside of your body, inside of your mind, inside of your heart. You feel unsafe. There's a feeling of anxiety that floods you and you have a state of just not feeling safe. It undermines your well-being, becomes difficult to sleep, becomes difficult to focus. And going back to the initial initial lunch with this friend, you know, you didn't even know what was happening. You just thought it was like, I'm listening to this person, but over time, it's like this slow setup. It's almost like a game of chess where, you know, the person's using the knight or the bishop and you've never played chess before, so you're just moving your a pawn. And over time you get trauma bonded to this person and the person becomes like an addiction. The brain chemistry 
plays a massive role here. To stay sane through this process, you need to understand the brain's prime motivation mechanics. The way that your brain works, we want to connect to people. We want to have lunch. We want to have dinner. We want to have a cocktail. We want to connect with people, whether it be a friend, a family member, a, a potential you know, boyfriend, a potential girlfriend, you know, whoever that is. But a person that is abusive in this cycle of hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold creates confusion. Happiness becomes attainable only after your brain is convinced that you are safe. Think about that for a minute. Your brain's main goal is to keep you safe, not happy. So, to stay sane through this process, you need to understand the brain's prime motivation and mechanics. Again, your brain's main goal is to keep you safe, not happy. Happiness becomes attainable only after your brain is convinced that you are safe. So, How do you how do you stay safe? Number one is just recognizing these people and how they work. Two, recognizing what their motive is. They're trying to control you, they're being manipulative. And if you can see that, three, you know, I had someone tell me this story that if someone is giving you a present or handing you a present, you have a choice. Number one, you can accept the present. Number two, you can decline the present. So if you accept the present, the present becomes yours. If you decline the present, the present stays with the initial gift giver. So it's a lot like with trauma. If you recognize it and you see it and you see the person as being manipulative, don't accept, don't accept it. It's not a gift. Don't give it to me. Take your bullshit elsewhere. I'm not taking this on. So if I don't take it on, that I don't call it a gift. I call it a curse almost um, or just, um, what's another word I can give it? Abuse. If a person is being abusive towards you, you either can accept it or give it back. I don't accept your abuse. You need to stop and, you know, leave. You can walk out of the relationship or call the person out on their bullshit. You know, this up and down, this back and forth, this hot and cold is abusive behavior and it it creates trauma and it creates confusion for a northy normal healthy person a person that is not normal and not healthy is the one that needs therapy but oftentimes the person that has been victimized by this person ends up going to therapy because they've been injured and they're suffering.
So once you recognize the signs of what's happening and you have boundaries up, you know, when we first meet people, we assume that people are really nice and we're, we trust them. We think that, they, you know, oh, you know, what, so what happened? And you, you know, you, you open up, you listen to people. Well, some people are just being manipulative. Think about it. And then you get sucked into this vortex of hell. And then you end up getting abused slowly over time and you don't even realize it. And it's because of that one person that you allowed into your life. And you were the good soul that, you know, sat and listened and took the time and just sat and listened um, and was a good friend when their intention was not to be a good friend at all. In fact, they were just the enemy. So when you look at like a child and you go through the trauma bonding process, we'll take the first step. Number one, the child experiences abuse, rejection, and love growing up. That's the first step. Then number two, the child associates love with abuse. Number three, the child learns to shut down their feelings. Number four, the child blames themselves when bad things happen. Number five, child internalizes love hurts or is hard number six the child grows up and meets a partner who is abusive emotionally physically or psychologically number seven the adult shuts down their feelings wants and needs number eight the adult blames themselves for their partner's behaviors number nine Adult strives to be good enough for their partner. Number 10, the partner reinforces this attachment by alternating between kind acts and acts of rejection. The, number, and then the last one, the adult makes excuses for their partner and is unconsciously trying to feel good enough for their parents. That's the cycle. So our adult relationships reflect our childhood experiences. So when we heal our inner child, we're ultimately healing our our adult relationships. Again, that last step is the adult makes excuses for partners and is unconsciously trying to feel good enough for their parents. And again, I'll go back to the first step. The child experiences abuse, rejection, and love growing up. So be careful when you open up to strangers and friends and have coffee and tea and lunch and dinner because you don't know what really you're getting yourself into. And also, you need to make sure that you heal your own child that's inside of yourself. 
so that you don't repeat and you don't allow a narcissist to come into your life and abuse you because you're already vulnerable. Good luck.